Friday show here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager for Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DMelt57. Eric from Chicago is with me again this week, back from assignment. And we've got two other writers from two of our, I guess, former sibling sites, still sibling sites, whatever. Anyway, it's Kelly from Broad Street Hockey, the Flyers website, and Alex from The Cannon, the Columbus Blue Jackets website. And the four of us got together for something. I'm going to give all of the credit to this to Eric because this was entirely his idea. He and Alex kind of worked together on the format for this. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into the explanation here. I'm going to let you get right to the conversation in a moment. But the general idea here is we went around the NHL and picked the worst contract from each team. And uh, it was a fantasy draft, eight rounds with the four of us, all 32 teams. And basically it just gave us an opportunity to uh, run our mouse about every other team in the NHL, which turned out to be a lot more fun than we all initially thought it was going to be. Um, and we hope you feel the same way about this episode. So I don't want to give you any more of a preamble than that. Let's get right to the episode. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Alex and Kelly for joining us. And we'll be back with more episodes next week. But for now, let's get to the fantasy draft. pretend you know what you're doing and don't actually know what you're doing that's how i do everything yeah amen (laughs) my worst fantasy experience was the year i was doing fantasy baseball and i had daryl kyle on my team but also like take him off my bench for like weeks afterwards oh no (laughs) oh no yeah oh wow yeah well on that note, I guess we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll get into our fantasy draft here. Uh, we we have two familiar voices here. Obviously, one is mine uh, here uh, on Second City Hockey Podcast Network, and Eric from Chicago was back from assignment. Eric, say hi to everyone. Yo, there you go. Uh, we have two new guests this week, though, uh, for a little little fantasy draft that's a little bit. Uh, little bit unique in nature and i'm uh, in a second i'm gonna let eric explain the the idea behind this but uh introducing we have kelly hinkle here from broad street hockey hello everyone thanks for having me it's a pleasure to have you here and we also have alex is it alex connor or o'connor aka pale dragon correct yep and Alex is from the Canon, the Columbus Blue Jackets website on the the former SB Nation network and now now we're all estranged siblings i guess <laughs> however that works um, yeah we're not talking to each other right now <laughs> yeah exactly maybe at christmas we'll decide like all right i guess we have <laughs> to get together now um so the reason we've assembled is for this fantasy draft of bad contracts and i don't want to explain it too much because i will do it incorrectly so i'm going to let eric give the quick rundown of how this all is going to work so eric if you would well first of all we didn't plan this but i this dawned on me the other day congratulations to all four of us as the teams that we write about ended up with the three best players in this year's draft. So congratulations to all of us going forward. 
I know. It just happened to work out that way. Um, but this idea came to me. It was a mailbag uh, at The Athletic for Eric Duacek. And somebody suggested a lottery for the worst contracts in the league where each team would get to ditch a contract onto somebody else. And I was like, that would be fun to do. So essentially, uh, Kelly and Alex were nice enough to join us. And that's what we're going to be doing this evening. We've all kind of gone through and looked at each team individually and picked what we consider to be the very worst contract from every team. And we're going to go with the ultimate goal being to get the worst possible contract and then go in order from there until you end up with some halfway decent players just with really bad deals uh, by the time we get to the end of the first round. And then Dave had an idea as far as uh, how the order would go. So we'll let Dave talk about that. Well, uh, well, real quickly, I know Alex had a brief remix on the uh, was it on the initial idea or was it on the idea that you ended up presenting there? I just want to make sure I'm giving everybody proper credit here. It was the initial idea. My initial idea was way more in depth and nerdy to be okay. like strategic about, you know, who you would actually draft that could help your team. So we okay. pretend to be GMs and stuff, but this will probably be a lot more fun. So I mean, thank you. I mean, for, thank you to Alex for the remix. I mean, we could probably be better than most NHL GMs, right? I, th- I think that's, I think that's, that's, proven itself over watching just watching just watching hockey people hockey for the last 30 years or so low bar is subterranean (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so uh the idea for the order i mean i think we were all hoping for uh all of our teams respectively to get the number one picks this year and i think it would be very inappropriate for myself or eric to have a number one pick once again so i guess agreed You guys are lucky I'm in a good mood that the draft worked out anyway. <laughs> so so we're going to go in inverse order of the way the NHL draft actually ended up. So Kelly's going to go first. We'll let uh, oh, Alex. Yeah. Alex will go second. And Eric, you can go third and I'll go fourth. So are we going to do serpentine then? So Dave, you go fifth too. Oh, no, no, we're not, we're not going to. It's not going to be a snake draft. We'll do the standard uh, the way they do it with the uh, the fancy NHL draft. Just OK, uh, there we go. Yeah. Kelly to. Kelly to Alex to you to me and then back to Kelly at the top. Sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Kelly with uh, the number one pick in this right. terrible fantasy contract <laughs> draft or whatever we're calling this, uh, who you got? With the first overall pick, I am proud to select just to be a little bit spicy since you boys are here. I am taking Seth Jones with my first. Wow. Pick. Yep. Fair. So, so what we're saying here is that the Seth Jones contract is the worst value contract in the entire NHL. Listen, <laughs> my scouts and I have certain criteria, one of them being spiciness and annoyingness. And I decided that since we've got two Chicago guys here and you guys very, very rudely ended up with the probably the best hockey player on the face of the planet. Um, but I'm taking Seth Jones first. I don't need to explain myself. It's done. It's happened. But, but Kelly, consider this. Would you rather have Seth Jones or Adam Boquist, Cole Sillinger, and David Yurichek? You know, no. it's, a, it's a tough call. Thanks for that one, Alex. Yeah. Hey, I was actually, I, I do not like Seth Jones for all the reasons he Alex stinks. just stated. <laughs> um, but I was actually surprised at my own personal list how much I kept pushing him down because mm-hmm. he's Same. somewhat useful as compared to some of the black holes 
uh, that I currently have at the top of my list. But so he's I'm not actually a bad player. He's just way overpaid. He's but, that's that's overpaid. my thing. He's way overpaid, and you guys are stuck with him forever. Yes, for and a very long time. He's really not that. He's like fine. He's like a fine player. Like if he had four years left on his contract or something, I would not be having this conversation with you. But seven years is it goes till twenty thirty. Like, I will say though, he will I, be 36, 35 years old when that contract ends. The heat death of the universe may come before. <laughs> Global warming will save us from the end of Seth Jones's contract. So we at least have <laughs> that to look forward to. I will say though, I, I, I he didn't work out as Stan Bowman wanted for like, you know, a player that helps a contending team. But for where Chicago is at now though, first of all, the contract helps you get to the cap floor and mm-hmm. he, he can eat a ton of minutes. So you're defensive prospects that come in don't have to have a heavy load to start out. So it's maybe not the worst thing. He's just, again, really overpaid. For God, it's so annoying how hard you guys went into the tank. <laughs> <laughs> and you so know what? Annoying. And we were, and we were worried that they didn't go into the tank hard enough. <sighs> yeah. They, they squeaked a couple out at the end there. Oh, how do we hit the cap floor? Shut up. <laughs> it's so annoying. Am I bitter? Have, yes. <laughs> at least they don't have Shea Weber and Voracek and Brian Little and all these guys who are never going to play again. Oh, poor Voracek. Yeah. Yeah. Ripty to Jake Voracek. And, and I think the other thing with the Blackhawks, like th- there is no other like contract that is anywhere near a close second. Like this is the yeah, worst no deal. Other. Like uh, they only have like two or three more players who are under contract beyond this coming NHL season. So like it's like Connor Murphy, I believe is two, two or three more years. Like even Tyler Johnson is, is making 5 million and, but that deal is up at the end of this year. So this is far and away the worst contract on the Hawks, definitely in the conversation for the worst in the NHL. So a, a worthy number one overall pick. I can't, I can't hate it too much. Maybe a little bit of a reach, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, that's it's, it's, it's the hockey way to reach for it for no reason at all. Exactly. Yeah. So then I guess that means uh, Alex is on the clock now. So my, the thought I had for definitely what would be number one with the bullet. Um, if you want someone who is a really bad defenseman and I'm not going to go with who you think now, not yet. <laughs> I'm going to go with the pickle man himself from San Jose, Mark Edward Vlasic. Okay. Still making 7 million a year for three more years. This contract was signed back in 2017. Oof. A year before it kicked in, he, he has had a negative plus minus uh, for five straight years, basically every year on that contract so far. And so he was overpaid as it was for being the, what, third defenseman behind Burns and Carlson or whatever. And he was, you know, a solid defenseman at one point, but he's 36 now. So, I mean, this is just, it's bad. And there's no way for San Jose to get out of this unless he, you know, gets LTIR at some point. Well, that's 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 the I almost said the American dream, but that's more like the Canadian dream now <laughs> is to get LTIR for the rest of your career. Still still cash the check and don't have to go to work. That's that's the that's the world. That's just a human being dream. I think. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to pay me to, to do that, I'm, I'm happy to happy to help. There's worse things in the world than living in California and playing in total anonymity on a San Jose team that's not going to do too much the next little bit here. Yeah, seven million can buy you a uh, cozy two bedroom in the Bay Area, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got roommates. 
Yeah, like I, I remember, like just from at some point during, I think it was when the Hawks played San Jose, and I looked at their contracts, uh, just the way everything was on the books for their future, and the whole thing is just, oh no, oh oh, <laughs> like everywhere you look, it's just, oh oh, that's bad, oh that's not good. Like, I like I feel like Logan Couture is still a good hockey player, but yeah. for four more seasons at eight million, like that's that's pretty close to being every uh, every bit as bad as the uh, the Vlasic one. And and mm-hmm. Couture is older than I thought he was. He is, yeah. He's been around forever. And they're kind of San Jose was that weird, like half in, half out. They kind of did what the Red Wings did at the end of like the uh Datsuk era, where they're trying to kind of hang on and hold on. And they gave like I don't understand. They gave Hurdle this big deal, and then they turn around and trade Meyer. And they obviously traded Carlson too, and I guess they got a new GM or whatever, but like the half in half out kind of. And so you end up stuck with older players and bad deals. Yep. Fun, fun for everyone. Um, I guess that means Eric, you're on the clock. Uh, first of all, I'd like to congratulate David Poyle on a long and storied <laughs> career. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it going with defensemen. I think this is the abject worst deal in the entire NHL. And I'm going to take drew Dowdy. Mm. He makes, the That's most of any defenseman, and he has been bad for a quite a while. Um, yeah, Drew Doughty, get out of here. Yeah, and that's a deal though that actually like looked really bad at first. Again, like signed a year early, and then his year after signing was horrible before it even kicked in. But then he's been like acceptable for a team that has been a playoff team again. So I feel like that was not quite as bad, but it is still a lot of money for a player who is nowhere near what he used no, to be. No, and it's somehow still in the best defenseman conversation every year. Like, I'm living in the twilight zone. <laughs> He's the West, Co- West Coast bias. Yeah, I've been saying yeah. that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, I didn't he get Norris votes this year? Probably. I I, I believe he did, yeah. yeah Why not? Just, yeah, I, I mean, as you do. Um... All right. Well, I guess like I, I, I was trying to think if there was anybody else on the Kings because uh, like they have they have a handful of older players. I was trying to think if there's anyone else in the in the uh, reign of bad or I guess in the in the realm of bad value that uh, the Dowdy contract is. But I, I just it's the Not only one really. that even close is Anze Kopitar, and he is still a pretty good hockey player. So I don't think you can. Yeah, he, and he just got a legacy. He got a legacy extension because he'll retire with them, and you know, for I think he makes seven million now for the next couple yeah. of years, which really isn't that bad. So no, looking at their forwards, they've they've done a pretty good job, especially with the trades that they've made the last couple of years. I was like, man, maybe LA doesn't have a bad deal, and then I saw True Tappy, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wait, never the, the, yeah, the other honorable mention I had for them was Trevor Moore, who's mm. 28 years old. He's got uh, five more years left in his deal. He's making 4.2 million, and he's he's a bottom six guy. And I feel like 4.2 million is a little pricey for that. Yeah. But I mean, you could probably live with that, you know, especially with the cap going up. But he had like 29 points last year. Like, come on. Yeah, that's uh, not that's good. No, 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 no bueno. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess it's my turn, and. Uh, I, I'm, I'm doing this out of a combination of spite, which is always a great motivator. <laughs> the best motivator. Yeah, the best motivator, someone would say. Thank you, Kelly. I'm glad you agree. Uh, Colton Pareko from the St. Yeah. Louis Blues. Uh, he's making $6.5 for 
is it seven years? I don't know if it's seven years. Seven more years. Yeah. Seven more years. And he's already 30 years old. Yep. Uh, and, and his archetype of defenseman is uh, a big giant tall guy who isn't the greatest skater in the world. That contract will do nothing but get worse. And this is year two of that in eight years entirely. So, I mean, he's going to be 37 when that contract ends. I can't wait to, well, if, if St. Louis knows what they're doing, they're going to LTIR him by like 2027. Cause there's no way that contract is going to be worth it in three years. I don't even think it's going to be worth it. Now. This was a, this was St. Louis doing what the Blackhawks did with Brent Seabrook, but doing it uh, with only one championship instead of multiple. So uh, yeah, Colton Pareko, eight years of 52 million. Enjoy that St. Louis. I'm sure that won't suck for the next seven years. And this is yeah. another player. All four of these players, they signed their contracts a year early and then got really bad. And Pareko is one of three defensemen that St. Louis has that are all making that cap hit. And I think they're all 30 plus. They've all got trade protection. It's, it's rough on their blue line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds awful, doesn't it? Boy, I, I really hate this. Yeah, please continue talking. I want to hear more. <laughs> I don't know how you don't take Bennington, though, with just what a complete meltdown yeah, psychopath seriously. he's become. Like, he's actively hurting. Pareko is a turnstile now, whatever. But like Bennington is distraction. He and I mean much to just my an asshole. Yeah. Absolute yeah, hilarity. I'm loving it. But <laughs> yeah, Bennington. I, that's he's he's the worst. He sucks. He's terrible. My my entire uh, my main guiding principle through all of these and with contracts in general is that the amount doesn't hurt you anywhere near as much as the term does. Yep. So the fact mm-hmm. that it's seven more seasons with Colton Pareko being a subpar defenseman is is why i would take him over biddington understood yep all right back to the back to the top with kelly all right i am going to go ahead and steal alex's chalk pick and go with eric goodbranson from the columbus blue jackets he stinks (laughs) (laughs) i I heard i heard the do you like this i I can't tell if that was a sigh in like disagreement with kelly or if you're saying exasperation that good branson isn't good like i I need to hear more alex can i go off on a rant here (laughs) no absolutely not next that's why you're here (laughs) yes yeah absolutely that was that's the whole reason why this is mainly us like complaining about everything for as long as we can so we we could talk about other stuff when the actual season gets here This yeah, he spells his name mind, with a K. Go get him. This is a mind-boggling <laughs> contract that was horrible when it was signed. It made no sense when it was signed and has only gotten worse with every passing day. He is bad. He has always been bad. He has bounced around the league. Every GM thinks he's going to be good, but then it turns out he's not, and so they pass him off to someone else. Mm-hmm. He, a guy like this, okay, you, you know, you want some, oh, a big physical guy, some toughness, whatever, uh, you know, depth guy. You give him one year or you give him like one million. So like one year at four million, it's a lot, but okay, one year we can deal with it. We're, you know, we're not expected to contend or, oh, four years. Well, that's a lot. But if you get one million, like, okay, fine. He's a third pair guy, but four years and four million, absolutely inexcusable. Mm-hmm. And that's before we made the Johnny Gaudreau trade and then we did the <laughs> line extension. So then all of a sudden we had, you know, we're over the cap. And then had to trade away a guy like Oliver Bjorkstrand for peanuts, all because we had this horrible player making four million. And then coming into the season, every other decent defenseman got hurt. 
he was like second or third on the team in minutes played for the season because, again, everyone else got hurt. And he was atrocious. And for all of his being big and physical, I barely saw him hit anyone. And he doesn't block shots. And he can't handle the puck. He's a nice guy. I'll give him that. But holy shit, he is a horrible hockey player. When the contract was signed, I thought there is no way he serves the entire term of this contract. I'm like, this is going to get bought out after year three at the latest. And at this point, based on the other moves the Jackets have made adding defensemen this summer, I think he's going to get bought out next year halfway through this contract. Horrible, mm. horrible, inexcusable contract. Is it so, 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 so that's it? <laughs> yeah. You don't really have any strong feelings then? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're not worried he's going to become a Babcock guy? And Babcock's going to love him for some oh, ridiculous reason. Oh, God, I so, forgot about Babcock. Oh, so yeah. Babcock no. did a radio interview recently, and he was talking about like communication with players and how sometimes players take what he says too hard because of the tone and all that. And he mentioned, oh, yeah, there was this veteran defenseman that came in to meet with me and one of his coaches, and he was like really nervous about the meeting and stuff. And he didn't name who it was, but he said veteran defense, and I'm like, well, that's totally a good brand, right? That's going to give brand to He's going to get his ass chewed out. He knows he's uh, not going to fit this system because he can't move the puck. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, say well. I, break, but I know it's my pick next. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, go on. <laughs> I don't Take a like, minute. Catch, yeah. catch your breath. Yeah. Have a sip of water. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go with – so this is going to make me feel better to rip on this guy, uh, that – Stupid motherfucker who shouldn't be in the league anymore. Tom Wilson. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, the, I really wanted to do this one. Board. Yeah. yeah one. So his contract doesn't even start until next year. Uh, so he's got, I forget if, oh, shit, I wrote seven years left, but I don't know if that counts this year or not. One hundred. He's going to be making a raise. He's going to get a raise starting next year, a year from now. At $6.5 million, he's already 29 years old. He's been having injury issues. He plays the type of game that's going to get him hurt. And frankly, if he becomes a huge hated albatross for that team that buries that team, buries him, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. When has signing a power forward ever gone wrong? Right. <laughs> Seriously. The way I, I NHL general managers are obsessed with Tom mm. Wilson, it's remarkable. Uh, yeah, the contract starts next season, and it's seven years, six and a half million per season. Yikes! Yeah, get excited for thirty-seven-year-old Tom Wilson making six point five million. <laughs> I just, I, I just assume like every time I see a long-term contract now, I just assume it's going to get LTIR'd at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, like as, as, like as soon as that Tom Wilson contract came out, my first thought was. Oh, that's that's not going to happen. That's getting LTIR'd. Some somebody will be tanking in five years for. <laughs> whatever 13 year old Canadian kids tearing it up right now. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, there's that contracts like, and I, I saw a, a passioned uh, defense of that contract by a few Washington capitals fans. And uh, it's good. None of them are here. Cause I, I was like, I valued effort. I'll give you credit for trying, but that's no, just no, it's not, not going to work. And it's like, yeah, they, they love that deal. When you go to the cat friendly page and you see like the red arrow on the right, that shows that there's like, <laughs> More years that don't fit on the screen, that's that's usually not a good sign. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, then right. I believe it's uh, Eric with a C to, to make a pick here. <laughs> there we go. Back to it. Um, all right. So I'll I'll get some vengeance on Kelly here. And uh, Rasmus, Ristolainen. Oh, that's the one. Yep. That's Ooh. the one. Ooh. 
And that's that's not quite as bad as Seth Jones, but that's another one too, where the player's bad, the contract's bad, and then you see what yeah. they gave up to get the player. And again, old older GM, no longer there. Danny Boy's in there now, ripping it up. But yeah, just unexcusable, inexcusable, terrible, terrible deal for a bad player. Yeah, all of those things are incredibly accurate. And the most annoying thing is that um, Risto was actually noticeably better last season and still not good. And everyone had to be like, oh, look at him go. He's getting better. And we were all supposed <laughs> to be happy about it because we're stuck with him forever. But um, no, still bad. It's it's after, I mean, Briere did well to get rid of a couple of the other bad contracts that the Flyers had in Kevin Hayes and Ivan Provorov. So with those two gone, yeah, it's definitely Risto. He stinks. All right, yeah, I uh I mean, I'm I'm guessing the 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 Travis Sanheim deal. I don't I know that's the that's a really long one that it's, Philly has, but he a little a little little more on the quality of player there. I assume. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had some struggles over the last couple of seasons. Um He's been playing with Ristolainen, so could be that. Um, could be that he's just struggling. I don't know. But he is – that's a bad contract. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's not good. It's entirely too long. I can't believe they let the general manager that they had to know that they were firing give out an eight-year contract. But um, Travis Anheim does have theoretical upside. <laughs> Risto is just what he is. I, I like that you say it's theor- theoretical upside because I feel like I've been saying that about a lot of uh, a lot of Blackhawks players for the last five years. Like I could see yeah. where this, I could see how this player would be he good. Could but be, know, yeah. yeah. He just they're, has to do it. That's they're, all. They're trying so hard. <laughs> just, just do the things, and then everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that means it's my turn uh, uh, once again, and I, I. I looked at this. I didn't realize this contract was this long. And I also like didn't had no idea that the contract had gotten to the point where it's not this where it is this bad. Uh, Tyler Sagan from the Dallas Stars. Oh, he was on my list. Yeah. Darn yeah. you. I, I was Same. not like I as I, I essentially like part of my research for this was literally Googling like worst NHL contracts. And I was like, I didn't know <laughs> Tyler say what happened to Tyler Sagan. Like he was he was so good. And you know, age gets all of us eventually. But just looking at his his production uh, the last few seasons, like he's much more of like a like like high third, low second line guy when he used to be a clear cut top line guy. Undoubtedly, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's not te- he's not terrible, but it's still like it's like the Seth Jones uh, postulate, if you will, that uh, not going to live up to the almost $10 million contract, uh, uh, salary cap hit. He's going to make every year for four more seasons. Right. Well, him and Jamie, Ben, they both just kind of fell off a cliff. Like at the yeah, same they time. maybe they're getting donuts together on the way to the rink yeah. or something, but no, 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 one expected, I mean, no one expected Jamie Ben to go down like that, but <laughs> Hey, ooh. it's never going to get old folks. No, 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 I will never get sick of that joke. No, nope. what will get old there. Uh, honorable mention to Ryan Suter. Hey, ooh. Oh yeah. What a segue. Who should be on pace to, I think get, uh, bought out twice. Uh, which I don't think has ever happened. Um, Jim Neal didn't want to do it this summer for some inexplicable reason. He's only making 3.65, but he has a no movement clause. Uh, and he's been bad the two years he's been in Dallas and he's still got two years left. So ee. at least it's so, only two more years, I guess. 
But yeah. was he good before he got there? I mean, he was bad in Minnesota for a long time. That's, yeah. There's some where it's just still even and it's not a lot of six year old to a four year deal. <laughs> I know it's like, what the hell are you doing, man? Mm. Especially you look at who they've drafted and the deals they've signed the last couple of years. Like they're in a great position. So it's, it's like, how is it both things at the same time? Like it just boggles my mind sometimes. Yeah. Long-term contracts for people, for NHL players at or near 30, just, just don't do all, it. Just don't, don't seem to come out very well. Ugh. All right. Well, all right. Uh, I guess we're uh, back to That's the top back of the to order. Me. Top, top of the third round with uh, Kelly. I'm going to go ahead and take Ben Sherrod off the board. Yep. Bye. <laughs> He's another one that, that I don't fully understand why NHL general managers continue to insist that he's something. Because he's big. Is that all it is? God, That's these guys. Every one of them a size queen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's, 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 it's the Iser plan. You can't question the Iser plan. Yeah, what is he doing? I don't know, but I love it. It's, it's like they're they're sub league, just the most mid team of all time. Yes, like I it got I, real weird. I adore Alex DeBrinket. I think he's I I I'm yeah. so sad that he didn't. He was on in the worst era of the Blackhawks, but um, he also like he's not what they think he's going to be. And and mm-hmm. I'm both, and like they're gonna they're at some point like in two or three years like they're going to realize that and they're all going to start hating him, but it's not his fault. He got money for something. He is not. It's because no. Steve Eiserman thinks he's like the next Pavel Datsuk or something. And he's not quite, he's very, very good. He's just not that good. Mm-mm. Well, they just need him to be plus Bertuzzi now. Uh, basically, uh, they, Larkin has to pass it to somebody. Brinkett can shoot it. So I think that's what they're thinking. But I think Detroit, like they had their heyday and my wife is from Detroit. Her brothers are crazy Red Wings nerds. Um, I think nobody wants to go play there anymore outside mm. of, you know, so they have to overpay and they've kind of seen people it. People from Michigan like to bring it though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, he's from the Burbs for sure. Like that's, but I, I still feel like that's just, that's, that contract's not gonna, not, that's not gonna look great in a few years. And they're, and they're homegrown players largely haven't turned out except for yeah. Mo Sider. But even Mo Sider was dragged down a ton by playing with Sherratt. It was only when they got split up that Sider started playing like he did his rookie year again. So like Don't, that's how much of an anchor Sherratt was. I'm sure Jeff Petrie will solve all of their problems. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing. They have a couple like Sider's really good. Raymond's pretty good. Um they have a couple other younger guys that are coming through but then they have the, these weird like old like let's go sign Andrew cop and let's sign <laughs> JT Comfort, Who's exactly the same as Andrew cop. And like, it's Ron just kind of, you're throwing you know, money. I've got to say like the, the JT Comfort contract for me, because it's a few years longer than, than uh Schratz, Like that's, that might be worse. Sure. Could be. It's, it's, it's in the, it's in the conversation for sure. Well, yeah. And, but that's what I mean. They have to overpay guys for what they would get anywhere else to get them to come there. And so you end up with kind of these weird bad deals for players that really shouldn't be getting that much money. But Sherratt, by far, is he actively hurts the team and they're yeah. paying him considerably well to do so. I'm glad we all got our, our the teams that we cover out of the way in the first few runs. So now we can just talk shit about the rest of the NHL. This oh, is, absolutely. Yeah, this is the best this, thing. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Um, speaking of that, uh, Alex, it's your turn to give us a team to talk shit about. So this is a player who uh, I didn't realize that he was this mid or that he was paid this much. And there's also non-hockey reasons to not like this. But uh, Valeri Nishushkin from Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you want to guess what his career high in points is? Like 70? 45. 52. And he really? is making $6.125 million oh. for the next seven oh. seasons. And he currently has a no-move clause. And Oof. he you know, had that issue that got him kicked off the playoff roster or whatever because of yeah. whatever. We so, all got tricked into thinking he was going to be something. Did we? <laughs> or just Joe Sackick? I don't know. Well, but, oh, Joe Sackick definitely did. Well, when he first got to Colorado, wasn't he pretty good? I feel like he contributed to that. Team. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, but also it was a good team. So like they're guys, well, yeah, that are like, like yeah, they're dragged down by being in a bad team. But there's also like mid players that look better, true, because they're surrounded by good talent. So he's yeah. he, like he's been close to a point per game. Like, but he hasn't. He played. He had 47 and 53 last season, and then one before that, which was probably when he got this deal. He was 52 and 62. So. Well, he had a really good playoffs too when yeah. they won the cup. Yes, he did. And so that mm-hmm. he got paid for that, and we've seen that firsthand, you know, in Chicago, yeah. and that that crumbled the dynasty essentially. <laughs> so Colorado, yeah, may have done themselves a big disservice by giving him that deal too. Yeah, especially when you have like McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr making what they make, and then you're going to give a complimentary piece that much money for that long. That's it. Gets the kind of thing that gets you in trouble long term. Well, and, and they chose him over Burakovsky. They let Burakovsky go, who in my mind is a much more useful player and a much more versatile player and is like one of those kind of unheralded guys that really helps you in the playoffs and things like that. Yeah, they that, that's a really bad contract. Yep. Yeah, I, and I I'm uh, I had no idea. I, I don't think I realized that that contract looks, looks that uh, potentially bad. Ugh. All right, uh, Eric. Back to you. Uh, I hate this guy. He's a big piece of crap. He makes way too much money. Jacob Truba, get out of here. That's a good one. <laughs> oh no, guy. but but leadership, but but leadership, Eric. You understand? Yeah, understand. leadership He's a leader. all his, his headshots. <laughs> yeah, right. He's really teaching he the leads, young players how to. Yeah, he leads with his shoulder, right? Leads leads with his skates <laughs> off of the yeah. ice, and um, yeah, yeah. Just I. I, I feel like the uh, the there are segments of the Rangers fan base that will defend him to the death, mm-hmm. and, but then anybody outside of that fan base is like, yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Now he sucks. Yeah. And, yeah ask, ask any Winnipeg fan how they feel about him. Um, we, also, the way he's paid, he's paid. He's the 14th highest paid defenseman in the entire NHL. He is not the 14th best defenseman in the NHL. No. Nowhere close to anything like that. And, and, and he's what the third best defenseman on the Rangers, maybe even fourth. But the intangibles, guys, gotta understand. <laughs> he's good in the room. <laughs> mm. No, not not buying no. it either. All right, no. I don't. It, it works. It works on NHL GMs. I swear to God. Like you just gotta say, oh, he's good in the room. Oh shit, give me three of them. It does work on them. They're very stupid. Uh, well, yeah. If there's a there's no objections, we'll move on to my pick. Uh, similarly, on the blue line, and uh, uh, again, another player. I feel like it's it's 
kind of in the Seth Jones territory. I don't think he's too bad of a player, but the contract, the the term and the cap hit and everything all together, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work well in the long term. And that is the Darnell Nurse contract, which mm, is yeah. Yeah, he was eight, on years, eight years, 74 million. Uh, it is season number two cu- upcoming. He will be. 35 when that contract ends the last three seasons, there's a no movement clause in there. Um, it's just, uh, that just doesn't, yeah, just long-term just doesn't seem like that's going to work out very well in some way. And it definitely was a run there that started with the Jones contract. Like that sort of set the thing of like, Oh, if you've got a defenseman, that's like your top defenseman, you want to lock him up long-term, the 9 million range is that's, that's the new market amount. And he just hasn't lived up to it, especially as he's spent more time away from McDavid and Dreisaitl. And then also other guys signed contracts like that. And like Kale McCarr signed in that range too. And it's like, well, shoot, a lot of these guys are not Kale McCarr levels. All of a sudden they look (laughs) way overpaid when really he's more underpaid. But I think even of some other guys that got like, you know, Zach Wierenski signed that as well. And you could argue he's overpaid, but I would certainly take him over Darnell Nurse. So, yeah, yeah. I think we're yeah, and, the biggest issue was being hurt. Yeah. No, jo- Jones and Nurse both got more money than Dougie on yeah. the same. It was arguably one of the best offensive defensemen in the entire NHL. But and I was thinking about it. The, I thought the Campbell deal is also really bad mm-hmm. if he's unplayable, which it certainly seemed like he was by the end of the year. At least Nurse is. He's kind of in that Seth Jones category where he's useful. He'll eat a bunch of minutes. Um, he can take some of the pressure off Bouchard a little bit while he develops some more. Whereas Campbell, I mean, it's goalie deals. It's not the <laughs> same level because it's not the same term and it's not the same amount of money. But mm-hmm. that just it blew up on them immediately as soon as they signed him to that deal. And thankfully for them, they have Stuart Skinner. Otherwise, they would be totally deuced. But who knew that putting stock in a former Toronto Maple Leafs goalie would be an <laughs> unwise decision? I swear, I, I feel like NHL GMs just need like a burner Twitter account. Just like you just need to go just like like there's a lot of jokes that get made on, on parts of the internet, especially on Twitter. And I feel like but like a lot of the jokes are based in reality. And yes. just, just like just like float, just float a little thing like, man, what like it's just like, hey, man, like should I pick up like uh, for my NHL 23? Should I like uh, trade for uh, Jack Campbell? Nah, he sucks. You don't want him. He's a Toronto goalie. Okay. <laughs> Then I won't actually sign him in real life, too. Okay. That's what I would do if I was an NHL GM. Maybe that's why I'm yeah. not an NHL GM. <laughs> uh, all right. We're back to the top of the order. And Kelly. Okay. So this one might be spicy because it's our first goalie on okay. the list. I'm going John Gibson. Ooh. Mm. Oh, I love that. He's got a lot of term. He makes a ton of money. And like I feel like you're getting a league average goaltender at best out of him at this point in his What's career. What's weird is it was a contract though that seemed like a steal. It sure did. Weird? It's at the time, weird yeah, flip that much. Goal. I don't. You can't sign a goalie for a lot of money or for a lot of term because they don't make any sense. Mm, sure. Correct. They can be like lights out for an entire season and then the next season be total trash. Like we were talking about Bennington, like yeah. <laughs> perfect example. Like they just don't make any sense. So Anaheim's defense got a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't help, but yeah, I, I, I really hope 
Danny Breer never locks any goaltender up for more than like not, four not years. Not even Carter Hart? Mm, no. <laughs> Carter Hart, I feel like, might not be available for us at some point. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am... I'm so tired of every single year that John Gibson isn't bad. He's just tired because he faces so many shots because Anaheim is so bad. Oh, that article tired. gets written every year and it's always, he should get traded to the Leafs or he should get, and then you'll see what he actually is. You put him on a good team, put him on a team with good deep. And it's, he's, he's bad. He's been bad, objectively bad for at least three years now. Yeah. And yeah, it's a terrible deal. So what yeah. you're saying is he's good so long as he doesn't have to make any saves. Okay. That's what <laughs> yeah, I need exactly. for my goaltender. Yeah. Good, good, good stuff. So I, I had another option for Anaheim though. Uh, oh. Now it's not as much of an issue because they have like 19 million in cap space still, even, and even if, after they sign Zegers, they'll still have room, but they signed, 34-year-old Alex Kalorn uh, yeah. for oh. 6.25 per year. And he's like an okay player, but 6.25 for the 34-year-old? That's too many. That's <laughs> that's that's cash uh, trying to cash in on a veteran with Stanley Cup experience on your young team. And uh, mm-hmm. good, for, good, good for Kalorn, may not be good for Anaheim. Uh, hopefully yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex, t- teach these kids what it means to be in a cup. Like, oh, yeah, just like – Play with Kucherov and Hedman and Vasilevsky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. We don't have Stamkos and uh, Kucherov anymore. I don't know what to do here, guys. <laughs> well, and they did the same thing by signing Gudis. Like that's the same type of like bring yeah. in the old tough dude to, to come uh, in. Verbeek's been on one this summer. I mean, I think mm-hmm. starting with the draft. But yeah, the Kalorn one and and Gudis was a little bit of a head scratch me, especially because they're not like a. It's not like they're Jersey or like Buffalo where it's like those guys will help push them a little bit more into contention. Like they're bad. They're going to be bad for a couple of years until their younger guys develop. Like that's, yeah, that's a really bad one too. I saw Ryan Strom's name bandied about on a lot of lists too. Um, and I, that one's, it's a, uh, it's a similar term, but a little bit less than Gibson. It's only uh, 5 million instead of 6.4. So I think that would be in consideration, but I think Gibson takes the cake here. So uh, yeah. can't, can't disagree with Alex. It was me. Oh, or, sorry, Kelly. My bad. <laughs> Alex is next. <laughs> I will go with a different goalie. However, that I think is an even oh. worse contract than Gibson's Philip Grubauer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Four more years at 5.9 has a no trade clause. My big thing with him, though, is like I thought he was, even though he was like a Vesna finalist his last year with Colorado, but like he was playing for a very good Colorado team. But also, you know, I didn't love Seattle's expansion draft, but they got Chris Dreger and Joey Decord and, oh, and uh, Vitek Vanacek, right? So it's like that should have been a sufficient goalie core. And without investing too much in that position, because as you said, goalies are kind of weird, so they can be hit or miss. So don't invest a ton in them because of that volatility. So go with, you know, Dreger and Vanacek and you'd be fine. And I don't think that would change Seattle's trajectory at all for the last two years. But instead, they gave, you know, nearly six million dollars a year to Philip Grubauer. And he's been awful. He's been yeah. under 900 save percentage both seasons there. Uh, so, yeah, that is that is like one of the rare missteps in terms of contracts that Seattle's handed out. Yeah. Dredger looked like he was turning a corner too. He had a really good year in Florida. Sure. And yeah, I remember that the, the big thing was whether or not they would take Carey price, but then they got kind of, they got 
a lot of people thought that they did a great job kind of sneakily taking Dredger instead. So it seemed like he was going to get a shot with Vanacek to kind of roll and see. And then nobody expected them to sign Grubauer. Everyone thought he was going back to Colorado. So yeah, just, it was a kind of a strange deal and strange term. And he hasn't, he has not been good. He was all right in the playoffs for him, but the regular season, he's been really bad. Yep. Uh, Then I believe it is back to Eric now. I'm kind of surprised. I'll keep the goalie train going. Um, I'm, I think just because of the playoffs, probably that pushed him up a little bit more a little while ago, Bobrovsky would have been probably top five. I would guess uh, it's, it's been pretty bad. He's another super mercurial goalie where he's unbeatable one year. And then the next two years, he's terrible. Um, he did have a good playoff run kind of faded a little bit in finals, but it's, it's still, and I think that that, they came out all right with Kachuk that, you know, the, they're looking pretty good. They got some other really good bargain deals, but that might cause them to miss out on a couple of the kids like Montour and stuff mm-hmm. who are up for new mm-hmm. deals. Um, so it's bad enough that it's going to affect them on and off the ice for the next few years still. So Sergei Bobrovsky is my pick. Yep. That's I was, one. yeah, I had him on my list and I, I was looking a couple times and I, again, I, th- I think I ended up over, not uh not picking it because the term isn't long but it's 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 a lot it's a lot of money for a goalie who had a, a good month a couple yeah. weeks yeah and you really you shouldn't pay pretty much any goalie 10 million um, no that's you know and like bob wanting to leave columbus was obviously a lot of drama and it kind of hurt but then when we saw that he was going to make you know 10 million a year for seven years in Florida. It was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Have fun in the sun. You know, someone, someone like Panarin heard a lot more because we knew he was still going to be good for a long time, but yeah, 10 million a year for Bob. Mm, no, 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 thank you. Yeah. I don't think any goalie that's ever been paid that it's ever worked out for them at all. I mean, I guess quick a little bit and what Luongo made just about that much, but yeah, that's, that's a, Vasilevsky might still be worth it yet, but even he hasn't been himself necessarily under his new contract. So, yeah. What about, uh, what about deep Pietro? How'd that contract go? Is that, is that a good one? Can anyone confirm or deny? I I think they're still paying him for like 26 more years. (laughs) We're still paying Sergei Bobrovsky, um, Brzgalov. Oh yeah. So, Oh really? At least he was awesome, though. We are paying him. I think we're paying him till twenty twenty seven. Like, is he on the Bobby Bonilla plan? <laughs> <laughs> so he just uh, randomly shows up at a Flyers game, I guess, to collect his like one point five million dollar paycheck or something. I don't know, but he's still hanging around. I hope he gets the big giant lottery check and just walks around. With <laughs> Me it. too. Inter- he game. does deserve <laughs> it if you think about he it. Does. He, he does. He should hang out with Gritty. I would watch. Uh, web series of that Brisgall. So I actually. So Dave, I think it's you, Dave. Yeah, it's yeah, me. and and I'm I'm uh I'm I'm struggling because uh one I I screwed up our our spreadsheet so I had to go back and fix everything and then uh, uh a lot of the list I had to catch up and and cross everyone off so now that I'm done stalling for time and I've done everything I've needed to do this one I I feel like I'm banking on this contract getting really really bad really really soon 
and it's Ryan O'Reilly with the Ooh. Nashville Predators. Oh, that's Ooh, an interesting, interesting one. So it's it's not the worst deal in the world. Four years, four and a half, four years, eighteen million, four and a half million annually. But I feel like he was starting to trend downward a little bit. He's already thirty-two years old, and I think by year three and four, this contract's going to get real gross for the Nashville Predators, which will be a shame. I could see that. Again, a little little divisional spite. Can't can't deny it's in there as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, he was my pick for them, but I had him at near the bottom of my list because like he's still an okay player. Yeah, he's still good. It's not an awful contract, but it's it's a weird fit. First of all, like why would he choose to go to Nashville when he could go to like a competitive team, you know? And which I don't think they're going to be. And then also, no. why is Nashville investing in a guy like that after the other moves they made? I mean, I guess they brought in some very trots type veterans, but what is the goal there? I thought when they got rid of Duchesne and Johansson that they're going to kind of bottom out. But I also know that as long as they've got Saros and Yossi that they can't ever truly bottom out. But I feel like this is just going to keep them in that, oh, we're going to be a, you know, 87 point team and miss the playoffs by like, you know, five points or something. So Sounds great. Looking at them, they have (laughs) this really weird roster. And it's almost like this weird expansion team kind of roster where it's like a couple Mm. old veteran guys, like a couple guys that are good, but you're just, you're looking at them on paper and you're like, where are they going to get anything from? I mean, Yossi's awesome. Saros is awesome. But yeah, offensively, there's not really, I guess, Forsberg. Outside of that, they don't really have anybody else that's that interesting to watch. But yeah, the Ryan O'Reilly, that was, I had McDonough too, um, Mm-hmm. that's he's another guy it's not a great deal and he's aging pretty bad he's fallen off but um yeah. you can't argue with ryan o'reilly that's all right it's not too bad yeah even well i i think he was healthier recently i was gonna like i was thinking like roman yossi a little bit just because of the term on that one but i think he was i feel like he's gonna be a better hockey player for longer than ryan o'reilly it just seems like He's O'Reilly, still pretty like, good, yeah. It seems like the mileage on O'Reilly's tires is good. I feel like it's going to catch up in a hurry. So mm-hmm. that's I think it, it already has. Yeah. yeah. So All right, back to back to the we're in round 5, so we're halfway home. Everyone uh All right. everyone Woo. step outside for a quick smoke break and then uh, come back inside <laughs> and then Kelly you're on the clock. I'm ready. Um this one's kind of like your O'Reilly pick because he's not really a bad player. He had a really good season last year, but he's got a ton of term and he's old as hell already. I'm talking about Jeff Skinner. Mm. Yeah. On the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's a contract that was probably signed with the knowledge that the back half of it was going to be a disaster. But if we're just looking at contracts in a vacuum, I don't, I don't think that's a good one. He is coming off an 82 point season. So, yeah, that's what I mean. He was bounced back, but but he's still being paid way too much for what he is at this point. Yeah, I mean, nine million a season. And for a guy 31 now, yeah. And and I I think this was, uh, Eric was mentioning this about another team, and I forget which one, but the idea that that nine million a year in two or three years, if some of those younger guys come up for their next contract, because they do have a lot of good young talent in Buffalo, mm-hmm. if something with the Skinner contract costs on one of those guys, that Skinner contract is going to look really, really bad, really, really fast. So, and they got lucky. I mean, they signed him before Thompson hit 
and before Mm -hmm. they knew what they had in in Cousins and before they had Owen Power. And it was really bad, like from jump. And I think they got lucky that everything kind of came up around him and he's able to play him and Thompson and Alex Tuck are such a great line together. And that's, I think you could put anybody on that wing and they'd probably end up with 70 points. Um, so that they benefited from that, but yeah, that was a, that was a really, really ugly one. That's kind of gotten a little bit better the last few years as the team's gotten so much better. All righty, Alex. All right. I'm going to do one. That's going to make me very happy to rip on this team from Pittsburgh. Chris Letang. Uh, (laughs) I get, I get why they signed the deal and I get that Hextall was trying to like keep, keep the game together for one more run at it or whatever. And I think everyone knew like this deal is not going to age well, but you know it, but we, we want to keep them together for the next two seasons. But then of course the first one, eh, they missed the playoffs. Latang missed, he had a stroke for Christ's sake. I, I can't believe he came back after that. Um, he was a, a minus 13 in 64 games. So he's definitely not what he once was. So, I mean, it's kind of a nice, like, Hey, you've had a great career here. So we're going to give you a lot of money at the back end to, you know, make up for the years you were underpaid or whatever. So like in some ways the contract is justifiable, but I still think for what he is, it's a bad contract. That's interesting. Cause I, I agree with you. I also, Part of me felt like, and I had, I had Carlson and I had him ranked 32nd. So, I mean, the best of all the worst contracts, just cause mm-hmm. it's, it's so much money and yeah. he's been on and off and I don't know that he's going to do again what he did last year, but it's, he'll be much better on that. Thing. Sure, yeah. 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 But I, I can see the tank too. All right. That means we are over to Eric. Back to me. Um, Man, there's a couple here. I'm going to go a little bit higher than I had him ranked, but um, that Huberdu deal already looks horrible. Oh, yeah. And there's a chance for him to recover a little bit as they get a new coach and they switch from Sutter's system. And if you give him someone else you know, to be able to play with, but Calgary, I mean, they're kind of in flux right now too, so I don't know if they know who he's going to play with. But the the money and the term, I mean, he just had a – year a nightmare year last season um and nobody really knows what calgary's gonna be going forward it was a great deal to trade at least for him at the time you know getting something for a player who said he was gonna walk um and we are we got looks like he's awesome but yeah the, the huberdu deal i mean i maybe it's not fair but i always thought he was kind of a little bit more of a product of how awesome barkov is than how good of a player he is on his own but i guess i guess we'll see yeah, that was it's it's interesting to like I can't disagree with you in any way, but it also feels it's weird that we are talking about like how quickly that went from like he was a 115 point player the season before. And so for ten and a half million dollars, 150 points isn't bad, but it's also a possibility that he will not. um He may never be that hockey player ever again. So you're paying ten point five million for something he did in the past, 
which as uh, as I think uh, we've all learned with all of our teams, when you start paying for past performances, that is a very good way to get yourself in a lot of trouble in a hurry. Every time. <laughs> that's that's pretty much exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Most of these people, that's what happened, yes. And, and, and this is like the, the part of this that's hard for me. It's like it's when – like when there's a player that does a lot for you, like a player that does a lot for a team, but then like the the very harsh business decision is to let that player go, even if like every fiber of your being is screaming like, no, don't let that guy go. He's he's really cool. I really like this dude on the team. But ugh, I guess that's what you get. I mean, and any team that has success, you're going to face that at some point, you know, especially when you have kind of like a homegrown core of players, you have to kind of pay them or pay whoever you can. You know, if you're lucky, your players become really good players and then you have to pay them like really good players. And that means you can't keep everybody. Yes. So you're going to start to make some mistakes at some point because, you know, some guy that you love and then that's going to kind of be your undoing whether or not you realize it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that means it is my turn again. And uh, I, I guess I am just uh, I'm I'm spiting the uh, central division in the biggest way here because that's all, all the teams I keep picking are or excuse me, all the players I keep picking are within that division. Um, I'm going to go with like there was two defensemen here on the Minnesota Wild that I was going back and forth with. And I think I'm going to land on Jonas Brodeen or is he Jonas or Jonas? Whatever. You know who I'm talking about. You yeah. know that guy. Because <laughs> I think I think the just again, five more years at six million dollars. And I I feel like he was supposed to be better than this, than what he is. And I feel like Jared Spurgeon is still is is more is closer to the seven and a half million that he's yeah. getting than Brodeen is to the six million that he's getting. So that's my pick. I'm gonna go with Jonas Brodeen. But and they like just signed him, right? He signed this deal uh 2020, September 15th. Oh, okay. Happened to happen to have it open right in front of me as you asked that question. So very good timing on your part. Um, <laughs> I yeah. hit him too. Yeah, I, I like him as a player. I think he's just a more of a defensive defenseman, and so he's overpaid for what that is, especially yeah. on a Minnesota team that has no money. They have <laughs> zero money. They got nothing. That's probably a guy you don't need to sign to that kind of deal. Uh, I think you'd be all right without him, but – I mean, he's a homegrown guy. Obviously, they love him, and so they felt like they wanted to pay him. You'd think the state of hockey would have more money. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, funny. Parise and Suter got it all for the next... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, the dead cab buyouts that, that's going to murder him, but... <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, back to the top. We're uh, we're already up to the sixth round. Only, only three more left. Flying. You're flying through this. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is another one where it's less about the player, I think, and more about the contract. Um, I'm going Morgan Riley because he signed until the end of time <laughs> with a no-move clause. And I don't know, $7.5 million is a lot. I know the cap's going to go up, but they have a lot of very highly paid players. And I feel like two or three years from now, like that's one of the ones where they're going to be like, I wish we weren't paying all of this money to this guy right now. I feel like he's, he's probably close to worth it. That though. It's just that they've got some other right now. Overpays yes. too. So yeah. like, I, cause I had Tavares 
Uh, yeah, that was the other one for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, he's like not. And he's only got two years left, but I also felt like when they signed him, they already had Austin Matthews. So it's like you want to hope that Austin Matthews becomes your 1C. So why are you signing a likely 2C to $11 because million? Because he wore the pajamas. But also, <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That was, the, that, was, that, was, that was it. That was literally the whole thing. It was a nice story. He, you're, you're Toronto. Aren't you supposed to get hometown discounts? Isn't that the whole point of a hometown discount is that you get a discount? Just Mark Giordano. That was the one. And that applies to any of these guys. Because they're all freaking Toronto guys. Uh. Yeah. Morgan Riley, I don't know if he's good. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like anybody on that team with those players around them, any type of defenseman is going to score and do it. Yeah. I can't, I can't tell if he's a good player. I feel like I think Morgan he's like Riley- fine. I, th- yeah. I feel like he's never been the quality of a number one defenseman, but he's been the number one defenseman. Yes. Or he's been into that role in Toronto. So he's always been like a notch below what you think he should be. So you don't think he's good. But if they had it, like another number one defenseman, everyone would think, and he was in the number two role, everyone would think he's the best player in the world. Or he, he would just be, he would be so overperforming his position that he would be thought of much higher than he is right now. I'd say he's probably the top 20 defenseman, though. He's he's very good. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like he's not like I, – I guess the way I would describe it is I feel like he would not uh, – I don't know if he would be a Hall of Fame player at the end of oh, – or maybe he would be. I'm be, I sounds – my sources in my ear are telling me I could be wrong. <laughs> Someone is disagreeing with you. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, wor- no worries. I, I, uh, I have no problem being told by a dog that I am wrong. Uh, does it does it happen to you often, Dave? Is that yes, what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Dogs yeah. dogs tell me I'm wrong all the time. They're very astute. Yes. Um, all right, Alex. I think that means we're uh, we're back to you. All right. So, like Bob, another contract that you know a player that I hated to lose, but when I saw the contract, it's like, oh, okay. Well, good luck with that. Uh, Josh Anderson in Montreal. Mm, that's a good he one. Still has four years left at five point five million, a modified no trade clause, and the last two seasons he has missed thirteen games in each of them and uh, has scored thirty two points. So that's you know, and this is a guy that you know at his peak looked like he really could be something because he was a power forward. He could skate really fast. He had a wicked shot. Um, but then, you know, he had an injury in the 1920 season and I don't think he's ever fully recovered from that. And definitely his offensive production is not, um, what we hoped it would be at some point in Columbus. So yeah, paying 5.5 million for a guy that's scoring 32 points a season for you. Not good enough. I I feel like this entire contract is, didn't he score a very, a, uh, a playoff overtime winning goal? For Montreal, maybe, or is maybe but it was after they after that contract. This is the only contract he's had in Montreal. Um, okay, so. then then I'm thinking of a different player because I thought there was somebody in Montreal. Who, it would have because it was the uh, the playoffs in the bubble, so it would have been 2020 when he was still with Columbus. So it was somebody else from Montreal who scored a playoff goal, and I I, I thought that the guy to contract didn't seem like it was entirely based off of one playoff goal, which again seems like an interesting way to do business. But now the player's name is escaping me, so never mind. <laughs> good story Dave tell it again um but yeah I mean I I just uh 
this is uh, definitely a player where the, uh, the the point totals and the salary cap hit do not line up in any way. So, yeah, yeah 32 points last season, five and a half million. Yeah, not, that's not, not great. Not, not, not great, great, Bob. Not at all. All right. Well, uh, if no other objections there, then I think we're on to Eric. So this is kind of a weird deal. Um, and we talked a little bit about spite before, but I'm going <laughs> to say uh, for the Hurricanes, it's the Kotka Niemi deal. Yep. Okay. Um, the offer sheet that, yeah, Dundon was all pissed off because the Habs tried to sign or they, they were going to sign Aho to the offer sheet and they matched it. So they went and got Kotka Niemi and he's just been really not good. He hasn't developed at all since he's been there. Um, the deal doesn't really hurt them. They're able to maneuver around it and sign whoever, but it's just, it, it, it's a bad signing in that it didn't pan out. It didn't at all do what I think they thought it was going to do. And he's probably, you know, bottom six, maybe even a fourth line player. And he's, he's paid a lot more than that. Yeah. I, I, eight years. Oh my God. (laughs) A long time. But he's young enough that he's going to be 30 when it expires. So it's like, it's definitely the worst contract that Carolina has. And usually they're very smart with their contracts, Mm -hmm. but it it is at the bottom. It's near the bottom of my list. Um, You know, like down there with Ryan O'Reilly is like not that bad of a contract, but definitely the worst on that team, I think. And he had 43 points last year. So like maybe he's starting to get more comfortable, but yeah, I think he's definitely not what they, hoped he was going to be when they acquired him. Certainly not like, what was he a top three pick when Montreal got him? I don't, he's never going to live up to that. I think best case scenario is that he's like a solid third line guy. Yeah. Same. I mean, I I appreciate that they took a swing and I wish more people Mm -hmm. would offer sheet and especially out of spite. Like that's awesome. (laughs) Do it. Yeah. It just, yeah. It didn't And Dave, I wonder if Coca Niemi isn't the one who had the big goal uh, for Montreal in that bubble. And you're, but he just got paid by a different team instead. So that that might be the case. Um, I I mean, if if it's the match, it's Montreal. So if I I would look it up, but I don't think I care enough. So <laughs> let's, let's, let's just let's just be totally honest. Here. It's in it's in French, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I've I've been going back and forth here, and because I was going back and forth, I'm 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 on the New York Islanders. And I have two players in mind, and I can't decide which one, um, which one I want to go with here. And I feel like again, I, I'm going to default to the the long term contract being the one because it's between Bo Horvat and Anders and Anders Lee. Mm. Yeah. Anders Lee for three years at seven million seems like a lot. I know he's still good, still pretty good, and the captain. But um, I don't know the, the Bo Horvat like. I know Vancouver was just a trash heap of a situation. Yeah. And everything was bad and it brought players down, but I just I, I never thought Bo Horvat was that good. I I feel like players can still be well, good. He had a career year. I think that's that's the thing. He's and getting And then and then 8 years and 68 million? 8 years? It's well, just, it, it's, it's it's like Hubert. Oh. It's it's the finding new toy thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he knows he's going to die before that deal ends. So he he didn't care. He was was happy to write that contract. Oh, God, that's awful. But I mean, not entirely wrong either. Well, and the the Islanders were a tough team because there were a lot of choices. I thought you were going to be choosing between Scott Mayfield and Pierre Engvall 
who both signed this mm-hmm. summer to confusingly long deals. But I actually have another option for them that I think is really spicy. Okay. Uh, and that's Matthew Barzal. Oh, is that he, is a little oh, spicy. Oh, oh, is he yeah. really a $9 million player? I, I, I think so. Like I, I, I really like Barzal. I, he's, he's fun to watch and I think he's really, really good. Uh, yeah. Well, I, here's, here's the thing. Should a top line center be a 20 goal guy? No. Depend. Well, unless he's got a lot of assists. And well, I'm saying, I'm saying like, should he be at least a 20 goal guy? Yeah. Yes. And he's only done that one. 20 goals once in his career. Yeah. And it was his second year. Well, first full season. And his hot. Yeah. His high point thing was his rookie year. Tavares was still on the team. Trotz was not the coach yet. I, okay, because that's, that's what I was—that's what I was going to say. Was is this—is this the Barry Trotz effect where he's not allowed to play offense? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, a he, real he's thing. Not what he was as a rookie. <laughs> he has been under sixty points for the last three seasons. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he to does have. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, he has not played a full eighty-two. Part of that is because COVID years and all that, but. Um, he hasn't been over a point per game since that, uh, since the 17, 18 season. So I'm, I'm more open to that than I think I was initially. My hot take has been for a long time that Pierre-Luc Dubois is a better player than Barzell. And I don't think oh, anyone that. that is a little bit spicy. Look, look, look yeah. remember, not including Barzell's rookie season. And they're very similar, if not an edge to Dubois. I mean, mm-hmm. the Islanders are not an offensive juggernaut, and they they grind it out. I can, I think Barzell's a good player, but I think that is an overpay for him, um, mm-hmm. especially at at that production. And no, I mean him and Pierre Luc. I mean that's not too far off. I don't think there. I will say though that was the last pick of the sixth round, so I feel like we're getting to the spot where we're we're probably like. We're going to say it's the worst contract on the team, but it may not even be that bad of a contract. Yes, that's, that's about like, where I am. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm looking at something like I've got, you know, we have this ready list of the teams who are left and I'm, I'm looking at them and my list and I'm like, I, I, I don't know about any of these. So, um, no. so with that in mind, Kelly, you're back on the clock. Good luck. Yay. Um, I think I'm going to go with Neil Pionk. Is that how you say his name from Winnipeg? Pionk. Pionk. Pionk, I think. Yeah, Pionk. I like Pionk better. I'm going with it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't think anyone from Winnipeg's listening. No one from Winnipeg's listening to this anyway. No. Um, they don't have an airport, so it's hard for them to (laughs) do anything. Um, yeah, like you said, it's what's left is is tough because a lot of these remaining teams really don't have like a single actually bad contract. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a good reason, but that's what I'm going with. Yeah. Winnipeg doesn't really have anyone with much term. I, I came up no. with like Nate Schmidt, but they didn't. That's what I had too. Contract. He's like not a bad player or anything. No, he's he's just yeah. maybe a little overpaid, but only for two more years. So yeah. And Morrissey, Morrissey's got five more years, but only at six and a quarter, and that's not too bad for what for his production. He's a really uh, Kyle, good player, yeah. Yeah, Kyle Connors got seven million for three more years, or seven point one and change. But that's yeah. a bargain too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, this, this, I'm intrigued by this part by just like, I, I don't think these contracts are that bad. No, not really. 
All right. I've got a tough call for my pick here. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to trust my gut here and go with uh, Nick Paul in Tampa, oh. who is 28 years old, signed for six more years at 3.15. He has a no trade clause. Uh, his career high of points is 32. Um, <laughs> it's not like a super bad cap hit for them. But that's just like way too much time for a depth player. You just don't give that kind of term to depth. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and they, if I remember correctly, didn't they? They traded for him, and yeah. he was like really good in the postseason. And then mm-hmm. they gave him a seven-year deal, which seems a little, a little much. It's like, and you you can trade for that kind of guy. Y- yes, every season. If you're if you're then a team of Tampa's quality, you should be able to re- churn out players at the bottom of the roster like that on the regular. Yep. Um, I, I, when I saw the, what was it Monday or Tuesday when they gave the Brandon Hagel contract, I was like, <laughs> is that going to be on the list? But then I, I don't think I realized how good of a season Brandon Hagel had last year. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 And trust me. Like I was as surprised as anyone. And I watched <laughs> Brandon Hagel a ton early in his career. Um, but yeah, uh, that's well, the other guy, uh, all right, so the other guy on Tampa that I was going to nominate here, and this is more for Spike because I just he's he's not quite Jacob Truba, but he's working his way into that car- uh, category. Is Eric Chernak? Just mm. like mm. just seems to be like skates around with his elbows up over his head, just throwing just throwing uh, shitty hits all over the ice, and just generally an, an annoying hockey player. And he's uh so that certainly influenced it, but also for a eight year deal at 5.2 for the next eight years. And he signed it last summer and it goes into effect this season. I don't know if he's quite that good. Yeah, that's rough. So I actually, I had Sergachev and I really like Sergachev, but that's, that's a lot of money. And I think they're paying him. They're projecting. He makes more than Hedman. Like no one should make more than Hedman on that team. That's, so there must be inflation hope, for you right there. They're hoping he yeah. becomes Hedman, I think. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what they're paying him for. Yeah. But especially on a team where you got to make difficult decisions, like they're banking on the cap to go up a lot in a hurry. And that was, the, that's what I felt even before I saw that Hegel deal and that, you know, I really like Sorelli too. Like I like that they're keeping these guys. It just feels like for the team that was like Stamkos gave them a hometown discount and they were getting some of these guys to stay for less money. It feels like they've they're all of a sudden they're kind of overpaying to keep some of these guys around. Yeah. I think they just don't care what's going to happen in three to four years from now. Like that's they're just the, gonna being that's the next the GM's problem. They're all going to retire. <laughs> oh, all right, uh, we're down to six teams left, six picks left. Eric, you are uh, you're on the clock. Yeah, I'm kind of waffling between two. Um, I guess I'll go Robin Leonard just because it's okay. hysteric how much that's kind of blown up. Not to mention all the weird like bankruptcy stuff, but I don't know. Leonard was here on the Blackhawks for half a season before, or three quarters of a season before he went to Vegas. And he's just, I, I don't like him as a person. <laughs> I don't. And I don't know if you heard this, Dave. Someone somewhere compared him to when Brandon Marshall was on the Bears. Yeah. Where it's okay. this guy who's just so loud and so obnoxious. 
And, but his thing is like, he airs everything out. So it's like, this is just my personality. Like if you can't deal with it and, but it's being abrasive is his personality. Yeah. At least that's what it felt like. And it's, it's, um, it's like, and like you appreciate that. Like he, he speaks up about mental health and like, which is a very good thing, but also like the way, like just, but like, so that, that's a good thing, but also he just seems like a dick. Like I, I don't have a better word. Like it just seems like he, he somehow manages to end up on the, uh, on the, just the wrong side of either the room or the, perce- the uh, perception of him from the outside. Like, I don't know how to, he just, he always seems to end up looking like an asshole. And I, I don't know how to describe it any better than that, just from this perspective. Well, and the fact that he came in and that's why they lost the most likable player in maybe the entire NHL and Marc-Andre Fleury, mm-hmm. who, you know, was kind of their rock from the beginning. Like that kind of makes it, that adds another level that makes it bad to me. And then, yeah, just the whole, and you know, if he needed surgery, whatever, but just deciding he was going to leave three quarters of the way through the season Last year, when it looked like, you know, they weren't going to make the playoffs, he kind of just decided to go home. And then all the weird bankruptcy stuff going on, too. Like, he's just a huge distraction. And he's one of those guys that keeps going from team to team to team to team to team. And there's got to be a reason why. So I think that, yeah, that, that did not work out for them at all. And also for Vegas... Maybe Petrangelo, because it's a lot of term and it's a lot of money for an older guy. They don't really have any other ones that like scream bad deal. Yeah. I went with Aiden Hill. Uh, and it's not a horrible de- two years, 4.9 million modified no trade clause. But it's like, I think that playoff run proved that goalies are fungible. Um, and I get that you want to like give a contract to the guy that like won the cup for you, but I'm not sure that they couldn't have done that with any of the other like half dozen <laughs> goalies they've got in their system can I, at the moment. Can I, interest, so. or can I interest you in a gently used Peter Morazic? He, <laughs> yeah. He's gently used because he will miss half the season with an injury. Oh, I don't think any of us like him. <laughs> no. <laughs> Somehow I mean, we've all been wronged by Peter Morazic. Yeah. Um, mm. All right. Well, uh, I like – the we have five teams left: Arizona, Boston, the Devils, Senators, and the Canucks. And like as I'm going, I'm going through these teams. Like I, I have like it's like one or two for each team, and none of them look that bad. No, so I, I think where I'm gonna land, and I think this is um, again, kind of an age and term is the main motivator here is Andre Palat in New mm. Jersey. Cool. Yep. That's a good one. That's that's the best one I could come up with. And, and again, I don't think it's the worst contract in the world. I think six million might be a little bit of an overpay because uh, I don't think like he he's been like in like like stat wise he's been like he's been in forty point range a lot. Probably projects out to more fifty up near sixty on an eighty two game season. Um, I just uh, like that's that's the best one I could come up with because all the other like all the other long term deals with New Jersey. Are like all the studs, like yeah, all the really good ones, yeah. Jack Hughes Mm -hmm. and Jesper Bratt and Hishier. So that's like that's the only one that I could look at and be like, yeah, that that one might. And and because Palat's thirty two, that's the that's the only one I could find that might be an issue later. Uh, I do wonder if that that Bratt contract might end up being an overpay in a few years. I wonder about that guy. 
I'm intrigued. Uh, I I know there's a, a a very specific part of the internet that will tell you Jesper Brad is the best hockey player in the world or something like that. Those people are weird and they frighten yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, they are. Uh, can confirm, but um, yeah, it does it does seem like Brat is is Brat, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, Jesper Brat is um, I mean he's he's back to back seventy point season, so that's that's uh that's gonna be interesting. But yeah, that's my pick, and that is the final pick of the seventh round, which means we're uh, we're on to the last round. So here we go, Kelly. All right. Um, I feel like the easiest one that I have left is uh, Oliver Ekman Larson in Vancouver. He's not in Vancouver anymore. Is he not anymore? He got bought out. Oh shit! Okay, he's well, then I'm gonna go. He's on, he's on Florida with, now. With my next one, is is his buyout count like for the? No, probably not. <laughs> that feels like cheating. I'm the worst. Okay, so okay, my pick for Ottawa is one is is not even bad, but I feel like I can talk my way into it just because, as I've said, you don't give goalies term. So I'm gonna go Corpusalo in Ottawa. Yeah. Because I can, it's too long. He's already 29. They gave him a no move. I feel like that's going to be a bad one. And and Alice, correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I like I always thought Corpusala was like decent, but like I don't know if I feel like he's him, like a, a league average goaltender. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call him like a good goalie. It, he's ha- it's been a an odd career where he's had to wear a lot of different hats. I think he's. He's not a good backup because he needs to play regularly, mm. but he's also not a workhorse because he fatigues easily. Uh, it happened in the <laughs> bubble playoffs where he was really good against Toronto and really good at the start against Tampa and then hit a wall. Um, and then s- same thing happened this year in the playoffs against Edmonton. He was really good for a few games and then started to waver a little bit. Um, he, had, he had some some bad years in Columbus, but I think that was due to a hip injury that wasn't really diagnosed or treated until much later and once that got fixed then last season to start in columbus he was a lot better than i thought he was going to be um which so he you know made that trade possible he is so i think he's like a like a 1a or a 1b type guy so i think yeah you don't want to invest too much in a guy like that that you're going to need to handcuff with another good goalie although i do think it's fascinating what ottawa is doing because uh, Corpusalo and Anton Forsberg played together with the Cleveland Monsters for several years. So <laughs> they were a tandem there. They won a Calder Cup there together. Oh, hey, uh, Anton Forsberg, Blackhawks so. legend. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great puck doku player, by the way, Anton Forsberg. He's bounced around a surprising oh, amount. Yeah, go- goalies, are, goalies are the ones you want for sure. That, so yeah, but that, that's good. That's good. I had like Artem Zub for Ottawa because I couldn't bear to put Corpusalo down, but I think Corpy's probably a, a good pick there, especially for the last round pick. I had Zub too. Yeah. And it kind of felt the signing, but that's a good point with him and Forsberg. And I didn't make that connection, but just, yeah, it felt like we need a goalie. Who's the best free agent goalie. Oh, okay. I guess it's Corpus Allo. Like let's go get him. But I mean, Forsberg's been pretty decent for him too. So it might not end up being that bad, especially if, yeah, if they do a tandem that could work out well for them. It's just the, the terms a little, a little iffy, I think, but. All right, then I guess we're on to Alex. Yeah, so I'm surprised 
that you all avoided this one for for Vancouver. I was I'm I'm ups- I almost did this two <laughs> or three times, but then every time I was about to make this pick, I was like, maybe he's actually that good. But I well, think it's I know like, so no, it's JT Miller. We, we all know that. Yep, and yeah. okay. He's been a point per game player the last couple of years. Like he's been playing pretty well. You know, even after signing the deal, he was you know playing well, which is sort of unusual based on other guys we've picked that were signed early. But there's the fact that Vancouver was bad, and there was all this talk about can they trade Miller before the contract kicks in, and that's usually a bad sign for the contract. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's 30 years old. He's got the uh, let's see, yeah, no no move clause, eight million dollars for seven more years. Um, you know, again, might be fine for the next couple of years, but I think it's going to age poorly. And is Vancouver in a position to benefit from having him over the next two years? Do they have enough of the other pieces? Are they no. that close to competing? I really don't think they are. It's just it's a very odd pick. It's you know, it's it's aged well so far, but. Uh, it just doesn't seem like the right right contract for the right player for the right team. Uh, and I just learned this because I was Googling JT Miller to figure something out. His middle name is Tanner, and I'm not giving $8 million to someone with a middle name Tanner. Just not doing it. I'm Tanner Tanner Miller. Yeah, yeah. No, Janner no Tanner. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Right if, in Ohio. <laughs> if, a, if a Tanner does not belong in Western Canada, then I don't know where they belong in this world. <laughs> Um, but is it, he's a big problem child too, isn't yeah. he? Well, like that's, that's his thing. Is I remember a, big a, bunch of, baby? A, a bunch of drama with him throughout the course of last season. And I like, was, was the well, drama that, between him and Horvat or something? Like well, that's they, why the Rangers booted him. And then that's why Tampa let him go too. Is yeah. he's not is yeah, he's, he's a me first guy, yeah. which in hockey is like, Oh my God, you him don't worry. Forget uh, it. He and Tockett are going to have a fist fight somewhere in public before this next season is over. And I can't wait. They're going to score off at practice. They very well might. Didn't I, he almost went to Pittsburgh, but I think their ownership nixed it. And that's what got Hextall ultimately canned. If, if everything that I heard is correct, but yeah, yeah. but it would have been better than like the Gramlin trade or whatever. Yeah. 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 All right, we're we're down to our last two picks, and I think it's hilarious. I, I just want to point out that the two teams left are the Arizona Coyotes, who have been like, I just been so bad for so long, and then you have the Boston Bruins, who just had the best season in NHL history. I don't know how those two teams ended up at the end. Wow, I don't know what it says. I mean, maybe part of it's because half of Boston's team just retired, so or half of their big contracts. So, um. But also, like, can't have any bad contracts if you don't have any actual contracts for players that are playing for your hockey team. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. That's that's yeah. the lesson to be learned here. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, I guess it's up to you. Pick uh, pick whichever. All right, th- this is pure 100 percent spite pick all the way. Uh, I'm going with Lawson Kraus on Arizona. Okay. I love and it. My reasoning is this, I, I hate guys. And this started for me, this started in baseball with Brian Wilson. I hate guys whose whole personality is I got a funky, crazy beard. I'm a <laughs> fucking crazy beard guy. All right. You lost me. probably. <laughs> smell no, that's he's, he's a grinder guy. He's a glue guy, whatever, you know, they, they're not paying anybody else. So it doesn't matter, but just that, that personality, that guy, no, thank you. I'm, I'm done. 
I have an even more irrational reason for hating him. And that is that in his draft year, Flyers people kept talking about how the Flyers were going to get him because he was such a Flyers player. And it made me hate him because, as you said, stupid grinder type player, which is always what we call Flyers player. It makes me insane. And so ever since then, I've hated him for that exact reason. No, Nothing else. So beard, sure. Draft year rumors, yes. These are perfectly viable reasons to hate a hockey player. Absolutely. Also, his name is Lawson Kraus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah shut oh, no. up. What a dumb oh. name. Who named you? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> WHL draft ass name. <laughs> it's an NHL 25 auto generated name for the <laughs> yeah, 2036 right. draft. Mark Donk. <laughs> 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 I I really liked it. Like in the older NHL games, they got really bad. It would be like Bill Kucherov or like Sergey Johnson. Like we got to work on this nationality thing. You guys are need to line these up a little bit better. I, I feel like they do that well now, but it's still, uh, if you told me Lawson Krause was a NHL 28 creative player, I would believe you. Nothing will ever beat the old Japanese created baseball games for American yes. players though, yes. where it's like Tom Dave Rollins. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. yes. All right. Well, uh, I, I got the last pick and I part of me wanted to just uh, kind of a spite pick, just have Milan Lucic here just <laughs> because he doesn't belong in the NHL anymore. It sure um, doesn't. But whatever. It's only one year. So I don't think I could do that in, in good faith of the of the game we're playing here. So I guess I'll, I'll go to Charlie Coyle and it's more. A, a no movement clause and three more mm. years at five and a quarter for a guy who's yeah. fine, I guess. Like, again, not not the most offensive contract in the world, not going to tank your cap situation, but among the options available, that's probably the one that's doing the least for you. So. And he's their 2C now, so yay. Well, a lot, yeah. a lot of people get that get that in name, and whether or not it's the uh, in practice is another story. Well, this is going to play center for them. Already, Yeah, they they already got their left winger from last year. It's going to be their number one center now because everybody retired. But yeah, I don't know. The, the only other argument I could really make for Boston, and it's not even a rational argument whatsoever, is I don't know why Pasternak signed that deal. Like, I guess he just wanted to stay there, but he had to know like there was a good shot Bergeron and Krejci were gone, and then. I mean, it's just it's it's kind of him and old Marchand now. Yeah, like, but he's making a ton of money. So well, he would have made a ton of money anywhere though if he would have waited one more year. But I mean, all these dudes are locking themselves up now. Nobody's going to hit free agency next year except for probably Tavo Teravainen. But and that's no knock on Tavo. But when you're expecting you know this insane free agent class, and then they all sign their deals, but it's there's it has to be Charlie Coyle. There's nobody else on Boston. All their other deals are either yeah. really good or inconsequential. Yeah. Like, I, I have Hampus Lindholm, but I didn't feel great about that. Yeah. Yeah. It, like that's seven years, 6.5. That's still a lot left, but he's a, he's a solid player. So. And yeah. And McAvoy, like Carlo at four years, 4.1 doesn't seem too terrible. And McAvoy for till the end of time for nine and a half. Isn't even that bad. Cause he's only 25. Even that deal goes up to 2030. still doesn't feel all that terrible. So, all right. That's the draft. Um, just, just just for fun, um, I, I tallied up the the overall cap hits to see where we're at. Uh, <laughs> Alex, you're at forty nine point two seven five million. Kelly's at fifty point six five. 
I'm at 55.85 and congratulations, Eric, you win. You had 58.72 million dollars. Yay. So Bob Rotsky. That's all yeah. Bob Rotsky. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've Thank got you, you've Bob. got you've got Bob and Dowdy and Hubert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got three oh, yeah. double digits. So you, you took all the all the big uh big hitters. Well, I got I got eight of my top fourteen, and I'm shocked that I had the lowest cap hit of everyone yeah. here. So, so what do we all learn today? I I, I feel like the main thing don't is, pay defensemen money. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially <laughs> when they're older, twenty six. Yeah, uh, like the like I remember like the Hawks gave Duncan Keith like a thirteen year contract, and it was only at five million, and that contract is the only reason they were able to keep everybody else together as long as they did. Um, Unless like it's it's just like the idea of locking locking up a player for a long term like that seems like a great idea, but it's so hard to do that when it just seems like the league gets getting so much younger now that you cannot expect even like a twenty four or twenty five year old player to be the same at the end of like a six year deal anymore because yep. the league is so young now. The Devils still have a Kovalchuk penalty. <laughs> from that deal that they're paying and isn't that what's the most you can do is 10 years now right everything else is illegal something like that oh i yeah. thought it was eight maybe i was only eight i i haven't uh i'll have to i think we're gonna find out pretty soon but uh we'll have to look <laughs> it up we have a running joke on broad street hockey radio that the ideal contract length is two years every contract okay. should be two years no more than that I don't mind the Austin Matthews. I I like, especially like when you're talking about older players, like the NBA has got it down. Just give them a bunch of money for a few years and then have players switch teams a little bit more. It makes it a lot more fun. And then you're not stuck with these horrible, like baseball and hockey, where you're stuck with these deals that will last into eternity. They're terrible. I wish, and and a player can bet on themselves too, as the cap goes up. If they're still playing well, they can get a bigger raise. They're not locked into a thing like like Nathan McKinnon had, where it's like, wow, man, that's a real steal for Colorado. And he's had to feel bitter about that. You know, you don't, you know, you want your team to do well, but you also want to get paid for what you're producing. And I, I think, I think I, I wish the, I, I don't know if this is ever something that could happen, but I wish there was some way the NHL could do some sort of like, uh, if you sign a player to a long-term contract and that is a player that you drafted, that it somehow is only a percentage on your salary cap hit. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, like maybe yeah. only take off like 20, uh, 15%. But th- I feel like there should be some sort of acknowledgement of if you drafted and developed this guy, you are allowed to retain him at a slightly less of a penalty than uh, if a guy, you you know, throwing a hundred million dollars at a guy in free agency. I, I wish there yeah, was some way that they could do that, but I, I don't the know. The NBA has something like that, and I think it's a great idea, especially as someone from a, a market that has to pay a premium to get players to stay here. So, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it, it levels it levels the playing field across the board. It allow it would allow smaller market teams to to do that for sure. So, and the stars and, would get paid. So, yeah, and the stars would still get the, they they might get more money because they get more money to stay home. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I don't know that that discourages player movement to me. That's the only I'm an agent of chaos. That's what I wish <laughs> more guys would switch teams and blow stuff up. And, and especially in hockey, nobody does that. Like, you know, they, they just don't. So, Hey, I, but you know what? Like good for Kachuk. Kachuk's seen as like this visionary for being like, no, I don't want to play here. You can send me somewhere else. And then he got to pick where he wanted to go and he got his deal. But then look at the inverse, like Hubert who signed this huge deal 
and nobody knows Calgary looks like it's just going to be a wasteland. And yeah. now he's, he's stuck there on this terrible deal, probably in somewhere he's not super stoked to be, but yeah, he got paid. So but they got I mean, a saddle dome there, Eric. Yeah. They got some rodeos and, uh, I just very recently listened to a Kyle Kinane bit about Calgary, so my opinion of it is low at the moment. It's very funny. Highly recommend. But I don't know. I'm Like I said, the, the more movement, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I think it keeps it more fun and interesting, but that's just not hockey. That's not the way it is. It's not yeah. the NHL. Yeah. Well, I, I think just the, the lack of flexibility with contracts in general, the fact that you can't just like cut a guy like you can in some other sports, I think is a part of that, part of the causes of that outcome that you mentioned there so all right well uh thank you alex and kelly for joining us in this discussion uh kelly did you have any final thoughts you want to add uh no but this was super fun it was way more fun than i thought it was gonna be i don't know <laughs> what that says about me or you that's but. That's, that's, <laughs> that's our goal that that should be our that's gonna be our website motto now it's <laughs> way more fun than you thought it was gonna be um just let all the people know where they can find your work and if you uh, if you're on the socials where wherever you're at these days uh yeah come on over to broadstreethockey.com if you want to read about the flyers a little bit we are trying to like everybody else here make our way outside of sb nation so come give us a look um we have a podcast broadstreet hockey radio you can find me on twitter for as long as it exists at hinks h-i-n-x and uh yeah that's everything for me i think well, okay, thank you again for joining us. Alex, what about you? Anything, uh, any, any p- places you want to point the people in the direction of you and your work? Yeah, uh, I run the Canon at jacketscanon.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at cbjcanon. I am at Pale Dragon Seabus on both Twitter and Blue Sky, kind of mostly on Blue Sky now because there's less Nazis. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's where you can find my stuff. So, All right. Well, and I guess we, uh, we were all intently rooting for each other's teams last season because of the, uh, <laughs> the circumstances. Now we have to go, I'll go back to hating each other, I guess. So, um, um, so yeah. on you, I always hated the Chicago. Black yeah. Boys. I've got, I've got plenty of room for that. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally understand. For obvious reasons. Can't defend it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, there's, there's no denying it. I, and I wish, I wish we could like embrace the villain role, but also like, because of like some of the really shitty things the Blackhawks did, yeah. it kind of feels like we can't do that. So I would love to just be like a pro wrestling heel for like the next five years, the whole time. Anytime Connor Bedard does anything, but um, you know, he's of- gonna do a lot of stuff. So bust. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I've I've had that conversation with like I feel like most people in my life know me as the hockey person there, and there everyone's like. But he's like 18 years old. Isn't he going to be bad? I'm like, God, God I hope not. <laughs> we're, we're really screwed. Oh what What if? What, what would happen if Adam Fantilli ended up being – no, let's not even go down that road. It's not, nah, what if, not going to happen. What if Leo Carlson ends up being the best one of all of them? What if, Shane what, if Wright, what if Shane Wright's better than all of them? What if it's Matt Vay-Mitchkoff? Maybe he's the best player. It could be Matt Bainbridge. You can never he's, know he's with them because they're good. Russian. Enigmatic. Yeah. You can't, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Briere's doing pretty good for himself so far. I must say, I've been impressed. After the last three years, it's a real breath of fresh air, let me tell you. <laughs> Somebody doing something and the things are not objectively bad. So I will take it. Yeah. Pro- progress yeah, is progress but- no matter how you get it. 
Exactly. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. How much PS PTSD we get from some of our GMs that like Seriously. just being competent is like, Oh my God, right. let's get this guy. Let's get him a raise. Let's get him a bunch of money. Let's get it. But yeah. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for this, uh, this Friday show again, Alex and Kelly, thank you so much for joining us, Eric. Thanks for, thanks for brainstorming the idea because I, I will take no credit for coming up with this. Cause this was entirely Eric's idea. So thank you for that. And, uh, we'll have another Friday show next week on well, something. We'll uh, come back and find out next week. And we'll talk to you. Then. Bye.